0: Hey, welcome to MVP's All Things Considered, where we talk about, well, everything the paranormal encompasses. So, are you ready? All right, then, let's do this. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsor, Yup Gear. Is that Yup Gear? Yup.
1: All right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of MVP's All Things Considered. This season, we have been covering UFOs, UAPs, visitors from outer space, government cover-ups and conspiracies, and where we all fit in the mix. This is our final episode where we will be answering all of your questions and comments that we have received throughout the season. My name is Evan, and I'm here with Mel, Joe, Tyler, and Paul. Let's get into it. Technically, we're not here with Joe or Tyler, but... uh, (laughs)
0: Yeah, Joe's really, really sick. Tyler's going to be um, chiming in here and there. Good deal. How are you guys doing?
1: I'm good. As far as what? Health-wise? Or like-
0: the weather and everything, because um, y'all got slammed. So I'm out here in California. The rest of the team is in Tennessee. That's where our home base is. Um, but I know last week was... It's been a rough week, man.
1: Yeah, man, we got fucked up pretty bad out here with some flash flooding and stuff. And uh,
2: Oh, yeah. A lot yeah, of people actually,
1: missing and dead.
2: We went down there to help out the uh, flood victims and stuff down in Waverly, Tennessee, too. Went down there and took a bunch of food and helped feed people and, and uh, you know, all the people that are down there called in, you know, your emergency services and such
1: yeah yeah we were we've been doing the same thing they right they actually stopped a lot of people from going out there before they found you know recovered all the bodies and stuff
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's pretty rough out there they had a rough time the town of waverly's all but gone
0: wow wow yeah it's been on the news out here and i was speaking with paul earlier um with this hurricane that's about to hit New Orleans, uh, the trajectory is showing that it's going to head north. It's going to stop in Tennessee, or it's going to land in Tennessee and then go right, right in the middle, and then just travel sh- straight east all across the state. So yeah, I'm gonna... really worried about you guys as well as, um, you know, my thoughts are out with my Tennessee peeps. Hope everybody's staying safe. Get those sandbags ready.
1: Yeah, button up and bunker down if you can. If, you, uh, if you're if you in the floodplains, get the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: And then the other thing that I was thinking about was um, I know it's been an extremely tough past couple of weeks, especially this last one last weekend with everything going on in Afghanistan. Uh-huh. Um, you know, not not even thinking of it politically, keeping all politics out of out of it. Just for veterans, combat veterans, people who've had boots on ground there, um, even Vietnam veterans are having a lot of PTSD triggers, um, as well as, you know, there's, it's been an increase in depression and and even suicides among combat vets. So, you know, it, I know for, for um, my family, it's been
1: rough. And if any anybody listening out there, if you guys need to hit us up, need somebody to talk to or just want to chit chat about some bullshit, hit us up.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, this is I think if there's there's always time to do a battle buddy check. But this is one of those times where it doesn't matter which branch of service you are. Reach out, make sure everybody, you're you know. Everybody's okay. Your people are okay because they may not feel comfortable going to someone else, but if you've got a shape, they've got that relationship with you, reach out. And if not, we have posted in the comment section of uh, the podcast for last week, you can always, uh, there's a link to a military and veteran crisis line. You can chat online. You can text. You can call to talk to somebody. There's always military one source as well, and we will also be posting that on our Facebook page. So now we done got that out the way. We are, <laughs> I know some people. We've got some drinks. Let's do this. What you got for us, Evan?
1: Uh, well, it looks like we've had a uh, quite a few questions and comments submitted to us over this season. Of uh, talking about little green spacemen and UFOs and whatnot. I know, I was surprised. Yeah, a lot of people are interested. They so. like
0: us. They really like us. We're like one of those checks commercials. <laughs> or was it life? Was it life cereal, Paul? Do you remember? Mikey not, likes it. He really oh likes yeah. it. Oh,
2: yeah. That's life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that the is fuck life.
1: eats life cereal.
2: Yeah, life cereal.
1: <laughs> That's like the most bland shit you ever put in your mouth.
2: The grape nuts. What's the point?
0: I know. And <laughs>
1: Where is Joe? Joe, this would
0: have been, I, I can only imagine some of the little shit that he would say right here. <laughs> Bland shit you put in your mouth and then Paul follows it up with grape nuts.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> leaving it wide open there.
0: Yep. But I'm bummed. righty. Evan.
1: So do you guys just want to like go down through this list of questions here and... Let's hit it. Hit it. Yep. All right. So um, the first one says, I, I don't know any of the people who have submitted this. I don't have any names. I've just got the questions. So don't hate me. Don't hate the messenger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we just copied and pasted. Uh, we we just had the questions or comments copied and pasted and sent. So sorry, but you know what? We can refer them all as a Joe Bob meth head.
1: Well, all right. That's right. Roger that. So, uh, number one, Billy Bob Method asks, uh, I've been following you guys for years. I thought you were just ghost hunters. What made you get into UFO and aliens?
0: Billy Bob Method, you just killed me with that. We've never been ghost hunters. Um, <laughs> We're... Our team is paranormal investigators we we're, we're into paranormal research and investigation, and the paranormal is not i think this is a common misconception I, I think you two will agree too that the paranormal isn't just about ghosts and spirits and hauntings
1: it's about everything
0: yeah anything abnormal so it's it's a pretty big field of of i don't even like to say sp- study but it's a hobby it's a pretty vast field within uh the this kind of hobbyist community so no we're not ghost hunters never been ghost hunters been investigators um i don't know about you two um did you guys always have an interest in ufos
2: gosh um (laughs) as as a kid i uh, i was interested in all facets of strange and unusual i mean everything from you know facets of the mind that people think exist, you know, telekinesis and telepathy and all that psychic stuff, you know, to uh yeah, UFOs and the possibility of having life outside the planet, you know, and uh hauntings and whatnot. It's funny, the hauntings actually was on the low end of my spectrum. It was something that came along a little later after my grandfather passed away and we had some really wild things happen at the house that uh told me uh he wasn't evidently ready to leave completely yet. But anyway yeah, that's that's kind of my interest.
1: Yeah, I uh I, when I was growing up, I watched a lot of, you know, horror movies and uh, science fiction movies and stuff and ever since Ridley Scott's Alien, I was hooked into the whole thought of extraterrestrials and other creatures and out of outer space and all that crazy stuff. But mm-hmm. uh I I'm, I'm about all of it. I like all the paranormal weird N-ness that goes on for the time.
0: I can do
2: weird. I think. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: I I just uh no. For me it was no. I was never really truly interested in UFOs or aliens. I didn't really give a shit one way or another. That was me.
2: Hmm. Well from my generation anyway, I'm I'm fifty five, okay, so I'm a, I'm a little up there. Um my uh, part of my upbringing, was uh, a television show that that they had called In Search Of, which was really, really interesting. Had all kinds of odd stories about strange occurrences and all a lot of the su- subject matter. So, you know, that fueled the fire in me, too. You know, wasn't just reading random books in a library or anything like that. Television back then kind of had shows that catered to that.
0: Awesome sauce.
1: Yeah. All right. So the next question. This one's pretty funny. Is Law and Tyler the same person?
0: <laughs> well, we're not completely sure. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I sometimes I'm, I've been calling him Law, Evan calls him Tyler. I don't know. Tyler Law. I call him
1: Tyler because Law and Paul sound way too fucking similar, and it just gets me confused. <laughs> I got a small brain, so.
2: Oh, is that why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, holy shit! Uh, <laughs> maybe they're conjoined. Who knows? Who knows?
0: Maybe it's Bob Lazar.
2: Oh no! That's, that's <laughs> son of a bitch! <laughs> that's it. Don't believe it in anything he says. <laughs> uh. So
1: the next one says, "What is your guy's background in uh, the military and the paranormal?" um personally i don't have a very huge background in either of those i was in the military in the army for um for one for a single contract um i spent most of my time in the northern reaches of the arctic in alaska and i got injured at the end of my contract and medically put out so that's about all as far as paranormal goes i've been on the team for i don't know how long a little while
0: yeah a couple years
1: couple of years hanging of out, but no, nothing like that. these two.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, Paul. Man. Yeah, I I, uh, I did a short stint. I only went in for two years. I went in to join the Air Force and ended up in the Army. And uh, it was in ADA, Fort Bliss, Texas, two years out. And uh, that was it. That was my stint. I, I figured well, I probably couldn't get into the Air Force after that, you know, after I'd been in the Army and just kind of let it go. But uh, other than that, as far as the paranormal, uh background? Gosh, that's a weird one. Um, I just dived into it. I jumped in like most other people did, you know. Uh, How long have
0: and, you been involved uh, in the paranormal talk?
2: Gosh. Well, if you count MUFON, I was a member of MUFON mm-hmm. back in ninety. Mutual yeah. UFO network. Yep. Uh and I it was on and off through the years until I started doing uh the, the stuff that I do now with uh, you know, hauntings and things like that. But uh I was, yeah, I used to go to golf Breeze and watch the stuff down there was flying around. So that's like 31 years. I don't brag on it because it's not consecutive. You know, some years in, some years out, some years in, some years out. So it's not really cumulative. So that's like 30 some years.
1: Our our resident expert.
2: Yeah. Wait, what were
0: your guys' MOS?
2: 16 Sierra. What was that? Uh, Air Defense, Stinger Slinger.
1: Stinger Slinger. Nice. Uh, I was a 11 Charlie, the uh, indirect fire infantryman, mortar man. I I got to shoot big 40 pound bombs and blow shit up.
0: Nice. (laughs) Nice. I, uh, I was a combat medic in the army. Um, I did, I did deploy. I'm an OIF. Um, let's see here. Paranormal wise. Shit! I've been doing this a while. I just realized that you know, Um, I got started in the paranormal April two thousand, just mostly to do research on some of the claims, the stories. So people would come to me and say, "Hey, can you look into the story behind this story? Can you do research on this? Where do you think this comes from?" And so my I began as a paranormal researcher. And then I got involved in investigations because I was curious as to how they came about with their evidence, which is the term that a lot of teams use. For me, I still call it data. Yeah. So that's that's my background. And as far as MVP goes, MVP started actually back in 2013. Um, There's there was another group near Fort Campbell, um, but it was mixed with military and civilian dependents. or um, and I I know Paul knew this team, too. That's how Paul and I met. It's just that uh, we had different ways of doing things. Those of us that were service members, different way of talking, different way of organizing. And sometimes it just didn't mix well. Um, So. Decided why not? Okay, that was let let's just branch out and do our own thing and just make it all either active duty or or veterans because we speak the same language. No one really gets butthurt. There's there's none of that crappy drama like
1: that. And yeah, you start knife handing civilians, they get uh they get a little butthurt.
0: Yeah, they're sen- <laughs> they're a lot more sensitive. <laughs> and then yes. you don't know, get it when we say okay this needs to happen this 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 and this time now execute and shit just gets done that way there's no gagging, so it just yeah. kind of worked for us mm.
2: it's good it's good it's good
1: <laughs> next so the next question says uh really love the show even though UFOs and aliens are talked about a lot and there's tons of TV shows and podcasts about it, you guys take a whole new perspective on it. Never disappointed by MVP. Okay, that's really a comment a declar- or a question. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That's a
2: declarative statement. Yep.
0: That's all right. What was it again?
1: <laughs> a declarative statement? Yeah, they're never disappointed by MVP. And I, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I do. The show was different because we didn't want to come at it as just skeptics. We didn't want to come on it. Come at it as just believers. We come, you know, on, there's some cute. people that say you can't be biased when you approach something, but we do it to me. It's not hard to be objective about something when you're doing research or watching something.
1: Sure, absolutely.
0: So that's just how we always are. That's, that's how we roll, man. But thanks for the support,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Mel, this question is directed 100% towards you. It says, Mel, you were savage about Bob Lazar and Skinwalker Ranch. Not saying I disagree with you, but do you have any regrets about anything you said in your reviews or research on them?
0: Not a damn fucking thing. Nope. Nope. I don't mean to be savage. Do you guys think I'm savage?
2: I think uh, there's Uh, no one more dangerous than someone with the truth. That's
0: right. (laughs) Wait, wait. Hold on, Evan. What what was that? Uh, What? What?
2: I just said, well, like,
1: yeah, I mean, kind (laughs) of, yeah. You kind of went, kind of went hard on them too. That's for sure. Oh, you know, that's okay. It needed to happen because nobody else in the paranormal industry has gone hard and gone savage on the, on those two topics. Like we have, like you did and it needed to be done.
0: You know, I don't mean to be, I I get that a lot. In fact, there were, um, I did see, I received some personal uh, messages uh, where people were not happy Um, and they were pretty. Was it George Knapp? I don't know. I think it might have been (laughs) Paul Lazar. I don't really give a shit when it comes to things like that. To me, it's kind of like what you said, Paul, the truth's the truth. If you don't like it, don't put it out there. And if if someone finds it, if you put it out there into the universe as this is it, then, you know, you got to accept the criticism. And if it comes across as harsh, then oh, fucking well, put your big boy panties on.
2: You uh, without a doubt. I mean, Bob Lazar was always a big question mark for me. I always had a big question mark. By the time we got done with that show, I no longer had my question mark. So, you know, you delivered more than enough to convince me well thank you i agree
0: i'm not a mean person really
2: i know a lot of people think that i am just just on the podcast it's okay everybody (laughs) i'm just kidding
0: (laughs) just kidding thanks billy bob (laughs) method
2: so Uh, the next
1: question here is pretty interesting um one I hadn't really thought about, and we hadn't really talked about too much. Well, I guess we did, but didn't. This person asks, "How do you investigate UFOs? Is there any kind of equipment that UFO investigators use, like ghost hunters use?"
2: Shit,
0: Paul, this is your alley. How do mm. you investigate UFOs?
2: Well, I mean, one of the things that that, that made our project uses in their uh uh their gear they they have location uh locations all over america have these little devices that were built and they monitor uh emf levels because of you know any kind of if these are actually magnetically powered or electromagnetically powered craft or some kind of they affect anything in the emf spectrum whatever that's one of the things they're looking for and they were looking for uh, barometric pressure changes and some other things you know atmospheric stuff strong strong indicators things like that uh, and then uh, all of that was tied into a and in a box that uh, would send out an alarm an alarm that would wake you up if you were asleep and give you a chance to go out inside and see what may be causing fluctuations in high uh, or strong EMF fields, barometric pressure changes, or any other whatever he's got in those boxes. Um, as far as uh, the hardware itself, I know they use the, um, the uh, what do they call them? Uh, EMF meters. What are the natural trifields? These trifields in there. I, honestly, I can't remember for sure other things that they use because mostly they're they're looking for uh, you know inclinometer types data stuff like that where you saw it how high the elevation the distance of triangulations and such of anybody who's seen something they may think is a a potential sighting i'm having trouble talking this chemo is really locking me up Uh, but anyway as far as that i i really don't know of a whole lot more hardware that they use that would cross over into our area you know uh hauntings and such
0: it seems like and correct me if I'm wrong, because I know that, for example, Stephen Greer was hosting eve, like events or something to where they could go and and search. But am I mistaken yeah. in thinking that investigating oh. UFO phenomena is that like after the fact?
2: No, that, and you actually you, you triggered a, a memory. Um, they do use night vision, uh, starlight, a lot of night and vision, like and that,
1: thermal cameras, stuff like that.
2: Oh, yeah, so, so they do use that.
0: Actively those. looking, so to do a UFO investigation, you're actively looking for something kind of like a paranormal investigation. Because I thought I thought it was just okay. Here's the claims, and and you investigate that, but it's not.
2: Well, they've got two different both. kinds. Yeah, yeah they've they, you know you got your your standard uh, investigations. You know, somebody reports to the Mutual UFO Network. Uh, they send out an investigator to look into the case, and they do their job. You know. Uh, uh and gosh, I'm really seizing up here. And uh you interview your witnesses and take all the you know readings and such, all the uh, hardware that you're carrying. It's pretty in-depth. Um, which is kind of like what we do, you know, in uh, ghostly hauntings and such. But the other side of it is that you can go someplace where they've had a lot of sightings and just kind of sit out there at night with a you know a starscope or you know, some kind of night vision and, and look for stuff that's, uh, you know, traveling fast in the high up in the sky or something like that. So you never know for sure, of course, whether or not what you're looking at is a genuine UFO. I mean, obviously, unless the thing comes down, nearly lands on you, but, you know, otherwise.
1: Yeah, I think it goes both directions. You know, there would be, you know, active UFO investigations and then also passive UFO
2: investigations where you would be right.
0: Yeah, and now that they they lay out there with night visions and thermals.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I used to do it all the time down there in Gulf Breeze and watch that thing fly around down there. It would come in every so often. You know, it wasn't a regular occurrence, you know, where it was every day, but every every couple of days or three or four days, it would pop in. Say, behavior, behavior of the light, uh everything. It was always the same, it always looked like a swirling pattern of plasma and a ring. It was really cool
1: really makes me curious about uh, you know what some of these uh, large you know celestial telescopes and stuff have picked up on their imagery and. As far as UFOs oh, yeah. or anything like that goes, yeah. I'd really be interested. Oh, you never really hear anything about these gigantic telescopes. Picking like up a, stuff.
0: It, or like I'm near the I'm well not very near. I'm about an hour or so away from the um hey, Park Observatory. So oh. I wonder, you know, what do they see up there?
2: They've had to have mm-hmm. seen something.
0: Had to have. I don't they
2: know. They supposedly got video of things leaving the moon, you know, several objects leaving the moon. On video, which is cute to look at. But again, you got to take it for what it is, you know, just record a video.
1: You never know. So uh, here we go. The next question, Paul, is directed towards you. Somebody says, I've seen Paul at a paranormal event a long, long time ago. Uh, They ask, did you go from UFOs to the paranormal, the paranormal into UFOs, or were you involved in both fields at the same time?
2: <laughs> I think honestly I did more work starting out with move on and then uh in 2000 gosh late 2005 that's when I flipped over and started doing a haunting side of things and I just stayed with that and now I do a little bit of both um so that's kind of how that started out but uh yeah the uh the UFO stuff that was all from Gulf Breeze I used to you know I, there was a book published called the Gulf Breeze sightings from you know from the stuff going on in Florida Really cool, and it really. I thought this is just too good to be true, this can't be real. So then, my family and I went down there, and we actually got to see this thing that's flying around. And uh, they th- there was a group, the Gulf Breeze research team out there, lots of them were members of on They got me into it, and uh, you know, from then on out, when you see this thing flying around down there through a pair of binoculars, you can count windows and you know, windows lit up from the interior. And this glowing plasma ring on the bottom of it. I don't know what it is. I can't say where it's from. I just know that it's there one minute, and then it was gone. Just gone. And, uh, you know, it's – I can't explain it. Is it ours? Could be. I don't know. Is it alien? Who knows? It's too far away. Didn't get to shake hands. So, you know (laughs) –
0: That's pretty cool, but but it's sad that you didn't get to shake
2: hands. Should have, yeah. You were robbed of an
0: experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I saw something I couldn't explain, but uh,
1: it's cool, man. Somebody asked uh, myself, uh, they said, you have the real deal radio voice. Uh, first of all, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't mean to. Uh, you do you do host any it. other shows? You uh, do.
0: I don't give a shit what anybody else on this team thinks. You do have the real deal radio voice. You're like the Wolfman Jack of us. Do you know who Wolfman <laughs> Jack, Jack
1: is? No, Wolf I don't know. Jack. I don't yeah. know what that all right, is. Andy, I want you to turn your radio up real loud now. And the lights in your room will begin to dim, and the music gonna slip and slide right into your soul and your mind. And you're gonna know how it feels to flow with the wolf man. You got it. <laughs> Just kind of grumble with Get mm. some
0: of that. Mm. do, it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Louie. for your <laughs> Damn, we—I just dated and aged myself.
1: So let's that, that. Uh, that before my time, I guess. Yeah,
2: <laughs> a little. Uh, yeah.
1: As far as hosting any other shows, no, I don't. But uh, maybe I fucking should.
0: You'd have so many fans. So many so fans, many fans. <laughs> and you know, ladies and gentlemen, he does have an epic
1: beard.
2: This is true.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Uh, Let's see. Next on the list. Um, It says, you guys have lived up to your reputation as badasses in the paranormal. What can we expect for the next season, or is this it? I don't think this is it, and I think there will be subsequent seasons. Um, Mel, why don't you tell them about what's coming next?
0: Actually, I'm going to leave it to Paul to tell what season two is, because Paul's hosting season two.
2: Ooh, sweet. Yeah. So I, I guess uh, we're going to rotate seats here and hats. So I guess I'll be leading us into season two, covering uh, aspects of uh, ghostly hauntings. We're going to talk about gear, uh, how it plays its part, whether to use it or not, whether it's worth it, uh, shortcomings, pitfalls, methods that are just horrible and should never be used and uh, will for- offer up alternative methods that you may be able to use that could improve your investigations uh there's a lot of stuff to learn and uh for all the basically the bullshit that floats around out there we're going to expose it it's going to be uh it's going to be out there for everybody to see because you know like flashlight tricks etc etc i'll stop there yeah
0: uh, (laughs) i'm excited for season two I am and it's we're not coming at it like I'm sure there's a lot of youtube pages, podcasts, websites, blah 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 characters that like to just debunk equipment or investigation techniques. We're not approaching it that way. We're just going to l- look at the equipment, let's look at the technique. Let's if it's good, we'll acknowledge it. If it's not, then here's here's why it's it's shitty. Uh, and fucked up. And here's an alternative kind of thing.
1: Yeah. You know? And Paul, Paul,
0: Paul's got this background in this. So, and <sighs> we've got some like Evan and Joe, they're really sciencey and techy, And so they're, it's going to be good. Never disappoint. Oh. But also I did not know we were badasses in the paranormal. And uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, guys, you know what else is uh, pretty
2: badass? What? Your mom? Nobody's helping my mom. I'll even settle for badasses exclamation point.
0: I would settle. I will see that badass exclamation point and raise it badass, all caps, exclamation, exclamation.
2: (laughs) It's infinity times two or something I know. We don't want
0: to go down this road.
2: (laughs) All, All right.
1: And, uh, the next person said, uh, that referring to the episode on history and religion, written regards to the UFOs. Um, they said, "Wow, this went really deep." And Really deep.
0: I know, where's Joe?
1: (laughs) And I'm relieved that it's nothing like Ancient Aliens or any of the other bullshit shows on TV or YouTube. They asked, doesn't Scientology believe they come from aliens? Any particular reason why we skipped over this religion?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of reasons we skipped over that one. (laughs) I don't see it as a real religion that's why
1: (laughs) insert tom cruise
0: i know right tom Um,
1: cruise if you're listening brother i love you you're an amazing actor but and he runs so fast i don't get scientology man i don't (laughs) i just how it was based in
0: and L. Ron Hubbard and his background. And I honestly don't see it as an actual religion. I'm not trying to offend anybody intentionally by saying that. That's just my belief. But yeah, we did have reasons for not including them on the list.
1: Well, also, we kind of really went down the rabbit hole with that episode. And by the time we it was, you know, we were an hour in, I was like, well, I guess we don't have time to mention anything else.
0: <laughs> hey, right? You guys don't understand. We have a team that actually has to edit down our stuff sometimes because, yeah, sometimes we there's going off into the deep end, and then there's just we just sink to the bottom of the ocean.
2: <laughs>
1: <It's>, <laughs> it happens,
0: it does. We're oh, not man. right in the head. You're
1: <laughs> Finds what's right and wrong in the head. Oh, sorry. The other voices. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <sighs> Next person says, uh, "Thanks for the introduction to the phenomenon and unacknowledged." Well, you're welcome. They said, "Holy shit! Do you guys believe Dr. Greer or not?" Um. Uh, yes and no. I'm on the fence. Yeah some of the things he, I definitely believe like a lot of the, uh, you know, government documents and and meetings that he's had with higher up officials and stuff like that. I'm, I'm I'm all about it. But when he gets into the, if you go past the phenomenon and unacknowledged and you watch his close encounters of the fifth kind video, you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah, That's where it gets really weird. And he's talking about having conversations with aliens and they're coming down and having picnics with them and stuff. And it's, it's, it gets a little out there. That's where I draw the line.
0: Yeah, you kind of lost me with that. And I, I think this happens a lot when people get a certain amount of recognition. Like they're, they're going strong. They're good to go. They've got sound uh, documentation, evidence to back up their claims. And then it kind of just goes to their head and it just gets so far outlandish that it's like, dude, you were you had something, but now you done lost me kind of thing yeah. you know and i think for me that's what happened with dr greer i think he just he went off the deep end bro
1: yeah yeah i could say you could say that <laughs> uh,
0: like that like you mentioned his close encounters of the fifth kind thing i was like what the fuck did i just watch
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you know what happened to dr greer can bring back the real one because this is some
1: bullshit yeah it got it got real weird if, if you're interested go watch that one and you'll see what we're talking about
0: be advised you can't get that time back <laughs> so no, be willing no, you to can't. sacrifice that portion of your life <laughs> <sighs> I know I'm working on being nice
2: <laughs>
1: uh, next person asks what do you think is the biggest UFO cover up now, that's hmm. insinuating that there are cover-ups up, cover of UFOs, which we have talked about
2: you know, extensively
1: over this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's up, still up for debate. There could, could be, could not be. I don't know. Mel has brought a lot of good list? points to the table. What's your top list, Evan? I mean, I'm going to have to go with the obvious and say Roswell. Hmm just because i don't know of anything else that's gotten as big of you know global and national attention and so obvious so many flaws in the in the story or so many things that are just don't add up yeah and i don't know man I, i'm i'm still on the fence about it i don't know whether it's a bunch of bullshit or not but
0: for, for <sighs> me i would say uh the kind of going off of the the episode, the non disclosure disclosure. Um, what? Granted, it's out with the Navy pilots, the video, you know, the yeah. their screen and stuff. But I, I still think that there's a lot being covered up with that.
1: Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, and I'm because, sure we're definitely not getting all the video footage yeah, at all.
0: Yeah. So for me, yeah. like at least that one because it's more than just hearsay it's more than just words or claims it's look i this is what we're seeing and you're not telling us really shit so i would say for me that it's that one what about you paul
2: um roswell's always been my number one uh, i've read way too much about that stuff way too much but uh, i think Kexburg holds up pretty good i mean that's a pretty interesting uh incident which that took one place. Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Kecksburg what, UFO.
0: What, what? Backstory.
2: What? Oh, it's, it's, they had a, an object that came down and uh, it was retrieved in the middle of the night. And it's funny because uh, the local residents had actually gotten to the object before the military did. The military had them all uh, evacuate the civilians and then left with something on a huge flat uh, truck bed. And oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah they said it was almost it was kind of like bell shaped or whatnot it yeah. like a huge acorn yep um so you know that that one there i think is a pretty interesting one um absolutely
0: what about the washington yeah. one too overflights of oh, the overflights of the cap of the yes yeah definitely that one's a huge one
2: oh yes you know as far as a cover-up i you know it's interesting to put that one in with uh, as being a cover-up, but I mean, I guess it's true, because they said that, tried to explain it away as uh, birds or something like that. Big,
0: giant, glowing birds. Birds. <laughs> birds. <Yeah. laughs>
2: Fucking pterodactyls. Birds. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> their jets couldn't thinking, catch the Evan. birds.
0: <laughs> They're glowing, radioactive pterodactyls
1: from, like, Jurassic shit. and shit. But the,
2: but the jets couldn't catch them. That's the funny part. So...
1: It was a fast ass bird.
2: It was bird. <laughs> That's oh, the word. a bird, bird, bird. word. a Well, a bird is a word. a bird, bird, bird. The a bird, Chris, don't you know about the bird? Everybody knows that the bird is a word. I will a bird, bird, bird. The bird is a word.
1: Hey. Uh. The next question is directed at Joe. Um, we'll get your input at some point. It says, do you have any websites or channels that you recommend for more information about government cover-ups and UFOs and the like? Um, Paul, you might have an answer to this question, too.
2: Okay. I was distracted for a moment. The Black Vault? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I oh, think uh, the- yeah. the Black Vault is a great place to go. You can get all kinds of stuff from them. They're always getting uh, Freedom of Information Act uh, material that they they filed for various, you know, cases. Point of reference.
0: Can you tell everybody what that website is? Because I know Joe does does get a lot of shit from that.
2: I believe it's uh, blackfault dot com to bring up a or the black fault. I'll I'll give you a definite here in a second.
0: And we'll put but, uh, the yeah. link up in our comment section or in the uh, description of this
2: podcast. Yeah,
0: we always put up links to sites that we mention.
2: But where's was actually the Black Vault. Yeah, the inside the black the book they've got a book out. Uh, it's called Inside the Black Vault, which is like the top, uh, I think top ten or top twenty, uh, well documented cases of uh, UFO material, and whatnot. Written by John Greenwald Jr. He real, real good guy.
1: And, it's uh, called the the BlackVault That is the name of the website.
0: So, is Go it black just Vault. UFO related stuff on that site?
1: No, it says um, it has. They says they have over two hundred thousand. No, over two million pages of declassified U.S. government documents ready to download on nearly any government secret that you can imagine.
2: Crazy. Ooh.
1: So it's all kind of stuff.
2: You sit and dig till you're tired of digging.
1: Yeah, you you talk about going down the rabbit hole. That's the place to be.
2: Okay, no doubt.
0: Man, I would. I've I've gone on that site just a couple of times for uh, this season. Some of the Mm -hmm. topics on this season, and you guys aren't joking. Like for real talk, people, you can get sucked in, and before you know it, you've been reading and reviewing and pulling up document that leads to another document that leads to another document for like over an hour and you're just like holy shit I've been on this site for a long time
1: yeah but, it's everything from aliens these to,
0: are actual to government 11 docu- dimensions <laughs> yeah these are actual government documents
1: wild man hmm. uh, let's see here what do we got next
2: I'm gonna have to change sides here. Yeah, adjust my headset.
1: Wait for him to get done. Okey dokey. We're still waiting for Paul. Paul,
0: you're such a trooper. I know that chemo's hard, and we've we've you know, yeah. I've you and I've talked ad nauseum in about it, but it it needs to be said that you're like one of my personal heroes sometimes you guys don't understand Paul's just so tired and so sick but he still comes on this show and he still delivers and he's just such a wealth of knowledge totally
1: appreciate it absolutely
2: yeah. well uh, I'm back I'm good to go and I appreciate everything y'all just said
1: <laughs> alright oh, your, so. your fans fans. <laughs> Says, uh, the next person asks, Are there any of you new to the UFO world? And if so, after you watched Unacknowledged and talked with the guys about it, what do you think? I uh, believe Mel, that's going to be your, your domain yeah. there.
0: I am new to UFOs. Um, I think you all have actually opened my eyes to a lot, like as far as like the major stories I'd already heard about, but some of these smaller ones, I I hadn't heard until about, you know, until Evan says, this is what we're going to talk about. And then I have to do my my homework. And then I think the other thing is um, the history uh, episode that we did. I was totally blown away with just how far back claims of UFOs, UAPs went, you know. So, I mean, it's it's changed, definitely changed my view on the frequency of it and and how you know yeah it's it's more than just saying yeah i don't think we're the only beings in the universe to dude we're not the only beings in the universe
1: right i don't think there's any way unless yeah. this is all a big computer simulation but I don't.
0: Know. it's like the truman show good morning <laughs> good afternoon and good night <laughs> <laughs> They're just watching us.
1: <laughs> this question is really interesting, and and, and it, it's something that we hadn't brought up yet. Um, this person said, I just listened to episode seven. Um, you guys talked about a lot about the religious books and the books of Enoch in the Bible and all these other different things that they didn't know about. But not one person mentioned the different shapes in the Earth's terrain that can be seen from the sky, i.e. people, animals, and white shapes that look like possibly a runway. Those shapes that can be seen from the sky and the Earth's terrain has been said to be some kind of landmarks for what people believe to be aliens. What do you think? I believe, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure what this person is referring to is the Nazca Lines. Um, I forget what country those are in. What are the Nazca Lines get on google real quick and google it um, because it's they're very interesting they are uh, these gigantic huge pictures um that are um drawn into the earth and you're they're only visible from 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 the sky and they're these are thousands and thousands of years old and the big question is how would these people have drawn these if they couldn't have seen them from that point of view
0: so they are in southern Peru. They're a group of pre-Columbian geoglyphs etched into desert sand, sands covering an area of nearly a 1,000 square km- kilometers. There's about 300 different figures, including animals and plants, composed of over 10,000 lines, some of which measure 30 meters wide and stretch more than 9 kilometers.
2: Yeah, That's dude. insane. That's huge, they were created pictures. between
0: 500 B.C., Holy shnikes. We, wow. That's
1: that's the big question. How would they have drawn those on the earth from standing on the earth? How would they have known, you know, where they were, what they were even drawing?
2: Right. Right. How do you get the measurements? How do you, how do you keep everything, uh, you know, in the right proportions?
1: Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. The NASCA lines are very um, fascinating. And you're right that whoever asked this, we didn't mention those. And, and I guess because that didn't I guess I didn't think about it as being religious or but I guess it should have been mentioned in the historical aspects.
0: Holy crap. I'm looking at some of the images.
1: Yeah, dude, they're wild.
0: They're so, so even. <laughs> yeah. And I have like uh, a slight OCD where I like everything to be equal and even on two sides of something. And this is insane.
1: So seeing that for the first time, Mel, that you're, you're a newcomer to those. What, what would, what's your first reaction to that? How would you have drawn that if you were, you know, lived in 500 BC, how would you have drawn that on the earth without being able to see it from the sky?
0: I don't think that's possible. Especially to make it so even and equal. Like the lines are like, I, I, I'm like speechless. Like I'm looking at the spider and I'm looking at the legs and it seems like they're so perfectly measured out and spaced. How would they do that?
1: A lot of people theorize that, you know, they had help from, Somebody that had the capability of flight, um, i.e. alien visitors.
0: So it's saying here that just north from the Nazca, uh Palpas region along the Peruvian coastline are other glyphs from the chinchuk culture that are somewhat similar. So that's dude, that's yeah, a really a... good question. What do you th- what do you guys think? Do you think well, they're talking it was it's like a message from or to
1: aliens i don't know man it, it would have to be some sort of communication effort and also cooperation and communication because the people on the ground making those would have to have had somebody up in the air looking down at it to show you where to place your rocks and stuff i don't know man mm. there's I, also I one honestly, of the mountainsides over there that's like completely cut off on the top all the way like a big giant runway across the mountaintop
2: i think so, uh i think they were made to to get the attention of whatever it is you know was happening from the ground because doing it from the sky even though you did it, did it from the sky the people in the ground wouldn't notice it they wouldn't be able to see it
0: that's so interesting because and and to the listener who wrote that Thank you so much because that's one of the things that I love about the show is I'm constantly learning. I may not necessarily agree with something but that doesn't mean I'm not learning something new like this is
1: quite profound. It's it's like wow. It really makes you think, you know. What, it does. What could have done this and and how did they do it and why?
0: Yeah, to me it's just as amazing and just mind-boggling as the um pyramids it's like yeah. how the fuck
2: <laughs> that's
1: a good question the question you can ponder on that one for a little while um yeah the next question says uh this listener said one thing i heard you guys talking about and bringing up is that is how our technology is possibly or some believe came from alien technology they said they are a firm believer that some of our technology found in modern day phones, computers, internet, and so on, um, is a reverse engineered alien technology picked up. What's your guys' thoughts on that?
2: Oh, um, I, I know a lot of the stuff that I heard growing up was that they had uh, got the, uh, what is the name of it? Uh, it's a particular component, not a diode, not a resistor, transistor. That the technology for transistors were actually uh some something we we got from them whoever them are uh in fiber optics and it might have been one or two other things like uh memory metal or uh you know materials that you know like the the glasses you wear the frames you can twist the crap out of them let go and they go back into the original shape um
1: yeah, the fiber optics is a big one. I think that's that, That's one I've really heard about being yeah. reverse-engineered.
2: And this is going to sound goofy, but... Um, gosh, what's that material? Uh, you put two pieces together and they stick and you can peel them apart. Velcro. The word was that the Velcro is a material originally on the uniforms worn by some of the recovered bodies. And that's... That's how they figured out how to get the, the suits off of whatever it was that they'd found. And they discovered that they didn't have buttons. It was, uh, it was all Velcro.
1: Velcro is high tech. It's crazy. I always <laughs> say Velcro is the best damn thing that the army ever invented.
0: You're right. Or it's it's, it's,
1: I don't give a fuck
0: where it came from. Aliens, Billy Bob, Meth Head, Joe. I don't give <laughs> a shit. That's fantastic. That's high technology right there
2: that's billions. something else you know, so it's, it's probably I'm all bullshit
0: yeah i know i had i don't know if i'm buying it from the that it was invented because of aliens because i i mean as amazing as it is like duct tape and gorilla glue i don't right. think it would have been that hard for someone to
1: invent
2: now I, I do want to say
1: go ahead paul sorry
2: i, I do want to say that uh, a lot of people probably don't know this, but if you go to the uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Museum, uh, they actually have a display case with various items in it, and the case itself is labeled UFO. I've got photos of it. I've seen it once when I was a kid on a field trip, and once probably less than 10 years ago. It's still there, but it's it's not easily accessible, but it's it's within reach where you can actually get to it and see it. And I thought it was interesting because, you know... They had various items in there, and it's like one of them actually looked like it had that velcro—not velcro, but uh, um, old fiber optic stuff all over it. But well, I'm sure most of it, if not all of it, was just various pieces from recovered crashed aircraft and such.
0: You were really going to blow my mind if you said strip of velcro, a velcro patch. <laughs> then you know I would have been like, "Fuck yeah, I'm going." <laughs>
1: On a plane trip right now. Oh, it's interesting though. It's an interesting thought about you know possibly reverse engineering um, otherworldly technology to benefit our ourselves and and a lot of people really believe that that's the case, especially with a lot of these uh, super advanced aircraft that we have and uh, other technologies such as you know some of the super crazy superconductors and wild shit like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it was uh, Corso who said that he was taking materials that was kept in a filing cabinet at some place he was at, and he was taking them and shopping them around at different companies to see if they could figure out what, uh, what they could do with it.
1: So, cool. who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's hard to tell. Uh, the next person asks, let's see... They said, other than Eisenhower, Clinton, and Truman, what other presidents discussed the UFO phenomena? Discussed? Yeah, like openly discussed. I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say, or at least I, I
0: been interested in.
1: I'm yeah, I'm say all of them were interested in it.
2: They may be. I know Jimmy Carter was.
0: Yup. Don't nobody say anything negative about Jimmy Jimmy Carter. Maybe you're Republican, Carter. but I love me some Jimmy
2: Carter. He's something else. <laughs> but Jimmy did, I want to say General Ford uh had an interest in some stuff. And there was one other one that I I know uh, Obama was questioned about it, and he's like, Can't talk about it. Can't talk, you know, can't confirm, can't talk about it. Was yeah, he joking that's though? You. That's it. We Probably couldn't tell
1: it was on Jimmy Fallon or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm. What about like the Bushes? Oh, sorry. What about Bush Sr., Bush Jr., Reagan? Yeah, Anybody know?
2: Bush was in a position to know, but I don't think he ever said anything.
0: What do you mean he was in a position to know?
2: Wasn't he in charge of uh, one of the major departments before he became president?
0: I thought he was just governor of Texas.
2: Uh, If I'm not mistaken, at one point, he was involved with... uh,
0: Senior, are you talking about?
2: Senior, yeah, not junior. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I can't think of what, what in the world he was in charge of. What are the major like intelligence divisions or whatever? I can't think of it. I
1: so, know uh, Kennedy, definitely.
2: Kennedy? Yeah, Kennedy.
1: He was definitely Man. interested in the UFO stuff. Mm.
0: Kennedy was?
1: Supposedly, allegedly, anyways. You know, um, There's a lot know. of yeah, there's a lot of information about that, that he was probing really hard into the UFO topics
2: um, while he I was I knew president. he
0: was probing really hard into something, but I didn't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> well, Whoever she was. Happy birthday
2: to you. Happy birthday.
1: Yeah, that's another rabbit hole you can go down with with Kennedy and the UFO topics. If you really want to, it's a it's there's yeah. some wild wild stuff there.
0: Director of Central Intelligence, Bush Senior. There you
2: go. There oh. you
1: go. Oh yeah, so he was definitely in a position to know.
2: Definitely.
0: Yeah, it makes you wonder about. For me, the ones like way before. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if they ever were curious if they ever saw anything outside of the more modern ones who have access, you know, during times of technology sure. and and the smarter our technology became, mm-hmm. you would think that they would become even more and more inclined to find out. And it makes sure you think- wonder how come presidents can't know.
2: Right. I think I,
0: it's I honestly, all
1: about a need to know basis, you know, and a but lot of the president, days,
0: don't they need to know?
1: I know, but you as would, we've learned, there's a lot of those, you know, black programs and black organizations that are super deep, secretive, crazy shit that not even the president or any of his advisors even know about or can control.
2: I think that when it comes to the president, knowing it's just a temporary job. He's only going to have it for two or for four years or eight years. Either way, it's only temporary. So you're not going to share your biggest secrets with somebody who's only going to be in that particular position that short amount of time.
0: But exactly. yeah, they still though once they leave office, you know they still receive security briefs.
2: Oh, I'm sure they do. But is is it worth, you know, Q level of secrecy?
1: Q level. Phew. <laughs> oh man. So, <laughs> next person asks if there are any other films or shows that we would recommend to watch that are not bullshit.
2: Mm. That's
1: a toughie. We've we've covered most of the ones that aren't bullshit, but um, I'm sure with there the are Paul some. Paul
0: White's was interesting. Paul, I will say thank you for uh, recommending me watch that.
2: Agreed. Oh yeah. I read the uh, I read the uh, Charles Hall's books. He's got like five of them. Um, a Millennial Hospitality. Uh, I recommend everybody check those out. Those are uh, they're, they're kind of drawn out, but it's uh, it's just interesting to see what was gleaned and what he had to had to do with uh, where he was at. You know, he's a weather basically like a weather guy. He had to report uh, readings from weather balloons and all that stuff. Uh, out there in the middle of a well I don't want to say too far off from my area 51 but um yeah Charles Hall he had a pretty interesting time uh I'll just say that for anybody who wants to read some interesting stuff check out millennial hospitality in the books by Charles Hall or like uh was said just a minute ago to, to watch the uh, walking with the tall whites um what is it that video that's on you yeah. watch it on YouTube actually
0: you know what one thing that is is really intriguing to me is the fact that I personally like the bullshit like fiction movies about aliens and UFO encounters and stuff like that. Like um yeah. but it seems I, I have to question, do you think they know something to build it around? And and the reason why I think that is, for example deep impact the core Armageddon all came out around the same time all talking about pretty much the same thing a, m- a major disaster because of an asteroid and that was before the general public really really knew that there was in fact an asteroid about to you know that is on track towards the earth yeah and so you you have to wonder okay so many of these things like close encounter of the third kind is it the third kind third kind yeah that and you have to wonder okay what do you know
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you know or you know is did someone feed you something to make these like contact that's a pretty damn good
1: movie you know there's a lot of really good you know fictional allegedly fictional alien uh, movies out there Uh, one of my favorites is uh, the old school, it's M Night Shyamalan signs with Mel Gibson. Oh God, yeah, well, I just watched that was that again the
0: other day.
1: It's such yeah. a cool flick, man.
0: Oh my gosh, it's it has everything. Like I was telling uh, my husband, I was like, I can fucking watch this movie over and over and over. It's one of the few movies that I never get tired of. I will watch over and mm-hmm. over, even to the point where I can say all the lines in the movie. This is one of those where I really enjoy it. And then I, I start to think, you know, kind of like with the crop circles or, or whatever it, it was to signify this or that. Is it based kind of on something that yeah. I didn't know about? It's to me, I don't like the documentaries because to me, they're more bullshit and far less entertaining than the fiction. I'll actually get an idea or inspired by something from one of these movies and then I'll start looking it up and then I come across something that I can verify. So yeah, yeah. I don't know about documentaries, things to recommend because the things to watch I've been recommended by these guys.
2: <laughs> um, You know, the, something I think we forgot about was like uh, the Travis Walton experience, you know, I, one from wait. snowflake, Arizona
0: fire what fire in the sky
2: oh yeah that was a hollywood eyes version of his account of his events but uh, the books he's got he's got his own book you can read i haven't actually haven't read it yet i got so many still to, to finish before i get to it but um travis is pretty interesting he's a really interesting uh, individual um and i know you know they uh, gave lie detector tests everybody involved uh, and everybody, but one passed uh, with no problem. And only one of them, uh, was questionable. And he, he just didn't trust. I, he was given like, um, I uh, had a fear of those damn, those lied machines or whatever he called them. Polygraph so,
0: machines.
2: yeah, the polygraph, but it, they all took the polygraph test and passed except for that, that one guy It was one of the witnesses. So I mean, if five witnesses say, "Yeah, we all saw it," and one witness they don't know, I, I believe them.
0: Interesting. How do you guys come across these documentaries and stuff? How do
2: you oh, this know is, what to watch? I've known about this since 1973. I think is when it happened.
0: But I mean, things so, like Walking with the Tall Whites, Unacknowledged the Phenomenon. Uh, what was it? Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. How did you guys come up like come across them or figure out? this might be a good one to watch
1: really just Uh, you know cruising cruising youtube and getting recommended different things or reviews about these movies and ditto uh, reading reading through them and saying yeah i could watch that and then checking it out and being like well this is actually fucking legit
2: yeah i mean there's, there's 20 to 50 bad you know piles of shit but you find a gem in there every once in a while
0: Moral of the story, folks, you can find a gem in a pile of shit. So start digging.
2: Don't stop. Make sure you go through everything. If you stuck a lump of coal up his ass in two weeks, you have a diamond. Into the
0: anals of (laughs) ufology.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, next question says... Oh, this one's funny. Said, Are you guys scared of Mel? Because I am.
2: <laughs> Are you guys scared of Mel? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Won't lie. <laughs> I I don't know. I I mean, it's not. It's not. I don't think I, I've never really looked at it like that. I just know that the, she's somebody who, uh, if she says it, and she says she's going to do it, she's going to do it. You know, she's always been. Uh, highly trustable i've never seen anything like that but the night that we talked about bob lazar she educated the shit out of me i couldn't believe it and uh you know i, I kind of at first i was like man she's really just shredding him just tearing him apart you know and at first i thought man why did i see all this stuff how did i you know how did i get duped but you know anybody can be duped of course so you know when she finds out stuff yeah you know if if you don't know it's coming and she's in it, you'll you'll find out. <laughs> like a honey badger.
1: <laughs> it's it's only when her inner NCO comes out that I get a That's little, little <laughs> there
2: you go. oh man.
0: You know, I my uh my some some of my other friends they say that uh I'm like Lilo and Stitch. I have two <laughs> sides. I'm either nice or <laughs> Or not.
1: <laughs> or not, yeah. That's great. I'm
0: not scary, really, I'm not. Oh.
1: Um, you know? uh, God, let me let me I gotta pause right for just a second. I gotta piss real bad.
2: Me too. Okay.
1: Alright, good deal. Be back.
2: Now break for you're your an occasion. <laughs> That's so funny. Everybody mute. I'm alone.
0: Sorry to leave you alone like that, Paul, but when you got to pee, you got to pee. Oh, I got you. Have you ever had to pee so bad that, and you, it's usually when I'm like sleeping that Mm -hmm. i can hold it i can hold it a little bit more and then yeah like i can't i'm gonna explode and then you when you do go pee after you're done you realize i held that so long it actually hurts
2: (laughs) have you ever had it where you had to go and you thought you were just going to lose your absolute mind and when you finally got in there it was a trickle (laughs) what kind of bullshit (laughs) Hmm.
0: Yes. It's so uh, funny because, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: has, some, has some bullshit. Suffer and suffer and suffer. You get in there, it's like, squirt, done. Yeah. What the hell happened?
1: God oh, damn. Uh, it's like 30 ounces of whiskey and Evan, coffee. So you got to ask Evan
0: because I need to know.
2: <laughs> oh Okay. Now, have you ever had to go... At night, you got to piss and you're holding it. You're holding it. You're like, I can make it to morning. And you finally reach a point where you're like, I got to go. So you get up and you finally go into the bathroom and it's like, I got two second piss. There wasn't hardly anything there. <laughs> but it was causing all that problem, discomfort and pain.
1: Oh, man. No, no, I can't say. can't it's say like I have that problem.
2: Just a God, drop. Had, <laughs> it's like a raindrop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mine's like a damn yeah. fire hydrant.
2: God. I, You know, I always get stuck standing next to somebody in a stall, you know, right? I'm already in there. They walk in. And it sounds like someone just slipped an animal by the throat, you know? It's like horse piss or something. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, I'm over here just a trickling along thinking, yeah, Mr. Micro Urethra here. Oh, man. Jeez.
1: And it's always the guy that wants to come stand right next to you, too. Like yes. there's five open urinals over here, and you want to come stand right fucking next That's to me. How you doing?
2: That 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 bothers me. I yeah. don't like that. And I don't like going to a restroom where there's no sidebars so that you know everybody isn't getting a good look at you know what you have for sale. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. Oh. I love our talks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, getting back on track here. We got a couple more questions. Um, This one's actually interesting, and we didn't mention it during this whole season. Um, This this person asked, how come no one on the International Space Station reports any UFO sightings? Or do you think the government is hiding any reports of them?
0: Holy Um, shit, that's a good one.
1: I believe not too long ago a year or so ago maybe a couple of years ago there was a there was actually a video taken of what was allegedly a UFO from one of the astronauts on the ISS. Hmm. Um, I believe I saw that. I'll have to double check and look that up but but there yeah, are not many about, of them. No. Uh, so
0: it was from their live feed or something. And it showed like some mysterious lights drifting behind the space station. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. It might have been from the, you know, the GoPros or whatever they have mounted out there that are constantly live streaming from the ISS. There was somebody picked up some mm-hmm. unidentified stuff flying around out there There's in the like background.
0: Ten, ten 10 UAPs that were seen That's crazy. That was actually there's two last year. um, Ivan Wagner, a cosmonaut on the ISS uh, released footage with a UFO into it. And then in July, NASA's live stream from the ISS also had, uh, it had 10 small objects hovering right below it. Um. So it's just kind of crazy.
2: Hmm. But it well, makes I me you...
0: Do you think like, like that is they're out there. They oh, have yeah. seen something more than just once. Don't you think? I never you even think thought so. Especially
1: about Especially being in, in low Earth orbit or I don't know if it's low Earth orbit that the ISS is in or not.
2: Either or. I mean, you can Google those two words together, UFO and ISS, and I'm sure you're going to get plenty of returns.
1: Yeah. This is an interesting thought though. it's mean, a good
2: question. Whoever that. if they read that.
0: did report stuff, the government would cover it up at this point though.
2: Uh it's getting harder for them too. I know that.
1: Yeah. I mean you know, I would say there crashed. probably has been something, some things covered up from up there.
2: If if there's something that crashed right now and it landed somewhere in a community. Tonight. Get recorded on on you know the nearest fifty phones would be a miracle because everybody's got their videos running. Not
1: um, mentioning all the satellites orbiting the Earth that are you know sure. recording videos and taking pictures of every square inch of the Earth and the ISS.
2: There's just no way.
1: Yeah, you'd have to see something.
2: Yeah.
0: Definitely, I think I they had. To. There's no way. They're out mm-hmm. there in space. Sure. Come on, man should ask Mulder.
1: <laughs> uh, let's see.
2: Okay.
1: This person asks, says, I think you guys are right that there's a huge conspiracy to hide and deny UAP an alien phenomenon. What about other countries? Did you guys find anything in your research? Um...
0: Like other countries, as in whether or not they have claims of it?
1: Yeah, claims and cover-ups, I guess, or conspiracies from other countries about the UAPs and UFOs, and uh, I believe we did an episode about that.
0: Well, I know we did one about government conspiracies, but it was primarily U.S., because it is really hard to research um, any kind of cover-up from another government, because their systems uh, don't work the same as ours. Like, I don't think that... The majority of them have FOIAs and and whether like the Soviets would be willing to disclose anything that they they're pretty good at covering shit up. Like if they cover it or the Chinese, if if they are going to cover it up, people die (laughs) to cover it up like that shit's not getting out.
1: And not to mention, you know, if you're just on, if you're in the U.S. and on the Internet, uh, just standard old Google, it's going to be hard for you to find anything about that's in relation to other countries, governments and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. As far as just because of, you know, Google's privacy setting, Now, if you're cruising the dark web and shit, you'll probably find a lot more stuff. But
0: And then there's also like one of the ways, like a little hint into how I do research is let's say you read a, a clip. Like I'll look up uh, a a news agency or a paper from a different country and I'll read through it and I'll look up a name or I'll come across a name or an an experience or whatever happened. And I look at that date. I will chase certain nuggets and they will lead to another story, which leads to another or another individual and another. And then that's how a lot of times... I'm able to find obscure facts or documentation because people tend to skim over that. Um, And when you're doing that with a foreign country, it gets a little harder because they don't quite archive like we do. And some of their databases are absolutely restricted. Like there's, and, and then like my contacts are, or my abilities to tap into those. Is is really significantly hindered. So sometimes, yeah, you can come across it and it's not meant to be come across. You, does that make sense, you guys? Where it's like um it's it's a hint or a fact that's been released, and it's hidden so much that it's glanced over, and so many people don't realize, well, shit, that backed yeah. up this story years later
2: mm-hmm. it found the peanut uh, in the poop
0: yeah again we're <laughs> digging in it we're digging in shit here yes yeah. so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's a
1: lot of times you just accidentally stumble upon things
0: yeah yeah and so when it like, comes to cover-ups it's a, it's a big it's a different ball game when it comes to other countries
1: the biggest one that i found and we mentioned in our uh, disclosure um, episode was 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 in Australia you know where they they claim that they have zero documents about UFOs and they don't even have ways of monitoring them and I'm like that's a bunch of bullshit get the fuck out of here with that
0: right <laughs> right what do you think that there's any country or particular government that is more open and I wouldn't even, I am like the United States is not in the top for me. I, I would, I, but I would, because we're constantly trying to cover up shit and hide things, even with the most recent na- uh, Navy pilot videos, they're still trying to downplay it. But do you think is, do either of you guys know of any particular government or country that is pretty open about their UAP phenomena or discovery or is, every country trying to keep some kind of lid
2: on it. I don't I see, know of any. There, there's one or two that uh, that I can't think, I can't give a definite, but I wanted to say Brazil. Hmm. Brazilian government, and there was an there's another one that was working with um, oh uh, gosh, what is it? Is it knowledge that it worked with them? That TV series? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, there there was another. There was at least two co- uh, countries that are very very open with what they have, and very oh. forthcoming. But uh, I just can't think of it right now. I'm sure it's another stupid chemo moment.
0: Do you think that there's like a? Uh, this is where we need Joe. A conspiracy amongst the governments, not and like some sort of unstable like agreement, unwritten agreement that they won't.
2: I don't know. I mean the the level of secrecy to maintain at that level with all those people and the fact that one minute a country's our friend and another minute they're our enemy, it'd be hard to keep that a secret. That's true.
0: That's true. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a good question though. I actually really appreciate that question. That was a good one.
1: Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know. I, I know I read something about France being pretty open yeah. about their uh, their US. That was the stuff. other one I was
2: thinking. I thought that might be them.
0: France. Interesting. Interesting. Well, we both know, or we all know that what Joe would say, the Vatican is not willing to disclose anything.
1: <laughs> not at all. So, Yeah.
0: It wouldn't it be a complete show unless we insulted the Catholics in some way, shape, or form. Well, you
1: know.
0: You're welcome,
1: <laughs> Joe. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the next question says, Paul, it seems like you've read a lot of books on UFOs. Are there any that you would highly recommend?
2: Uh, there's two that come off immediately when I think of stuff like that. Um, one is called Witness to Roswell um they just released the newest version of that um it's written by uh, thomas carey and donald schmidt but uh they revised and expanded the last release that they had and it's got more witness testimony etc etc you know it's honestly i love it this book is kind of cemented for me the notion that with this much information and these you know the amount of Witnesses that that these guys have discovered and talked to and profiled and and built a, you know, a whole uh, court case out of, you know, that this would stand up at a court of law with what, you know, what information they have. Uh, It almost leaves nothing left other than just holding the actual debris in your hand to say, yeah, it's real. So I like that book. It's a really good book witness to roswell and by the same writers they wrote another book that i really like it's called inside the real area 51 and it's basically basically a book about uh wright patterson and the fact that everybody used to talk about a place called hangar 18 which is where they supposedly stored the bodies and all that stuff went went there uh to wright patterson but in fact it was something i believe called building 22 or building 24 20 It was referred to as a building instead of a a hangar. So everybody that used to come out there and say, hey, where's the where's hangar 18 at? They could legitimately say, uh, well, there is none. We don't have a hangar 18. And that's how they could get, you know, avoid, you know, lying to people outright. But anyway, it's a very good book. Definitely a good book. A lot of witness accounts and people used to work there and interviews and stuff. Very, very good book. Again, by the same uh, writers, Thomas Carey and Donald Schmidt. Donald Schmidt. Yes, <laughs> and also we've already mentioned it, but uh, um, Charles Hall wrote the, uh, the Millennial Hospitality series, and that I found that to be something very different, but very interesting and very cool. So, Walking with the Tall Whites is your video, with the book itself is Millennial Hospitality, and those are my top three.
1: You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. All right. um, Next question. There's two more questions. Uh, The next one, kind of a silly question, says, this is one of my favorite shows. You guys fucking rock. You keep it real and just call it like you see it. Appreciate that, whoever wrote this. Um, They asked, who is the nicest on the team, if anyone, and who is the meanest?
0: Paul's like, the nicest,
1: and we no all you know, know who the meanest
0: is. Tyler and Law are the nicest because they don't he, they don't really speak that often.
1: Tyler and Law,
0: <laughs> you guys hmm. say I'm. It's not me that's the meanest. It could actually be Joe or Evan. And The reason why I say that Evan is because. You're the one of those silent but deadly types.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> he, he, you guys don't know. He's he doesn't say much. His eyes say a lot. And there's usually <laughs> a gun attached to him somewhere. So he's really scary. And Joe, because he's just fucking crazy.
1: Joe could just the kind of guy that would kill you with his brain. Right? Or his farts.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: Let's not forget. Yeah uh same same guy who wrote that said seriously though mad respect for mvp when can we expect to see you on youtube uh, i'm unsure of that that's that's Mel's department
0: i don't know about that you guys we we kind of um yeah i don't know we don't i don't you know it's something that we talk about but we're just kind of enjoying this kind of uh what do we call this? uh, What do you, what do you platform? Yeah. We're kind of enjoying this particular platform with the podcast because um, you don't judge people by what they look like. You know, there's no, we can just speak freely and not that we wouldn't if we were on YouTube and, but that in this particular platform, you're just, it's just about the content of what we're saying. So yeah. I'm, you know, YouTube. That may be one day, um, but we we've never really been celebrity popularity driven like that. Where look at me, mm-hmm. look at me. I need to be on every social media platform. I need <laughs> to have every single account. I want to be famous. That's just not been us. We just really care about what we say. So if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, it is what it is. You know, only time will tell if it's on there. I mean, it's not like we're going to get all dolled up. And even though I'm a female, I just don't, we, it's no different than what we're doing now. So we'll still be the same assholes. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, long story short, it, it's a possibility one day, but as of right now, there's no plans
2: for it and they come out with 7g and we don't have bogged downs right Yeah,
1: and we're all getting radiation
0: plus there's always that risk that you'd see Joe's
1: nipple
2: oh and other stuff yeah
1: that's not a risk that's a guarantee
0: I know right (laughs) (laughs) and in the middle of the show he'd be massaging it or something just because
1: (laughs) oh god I'm here for you uh, Don't
0: do that, Jesus Christ. You're going to get me killed. Out of here. Oh, Billy. <laughs>
2: We're not talking about his ego.
0: <laughs> no, it's just what he does. That's just Joe, you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: He's the best.
2: All right.
1: Um, let's see. Uh, there is a couldn't. Do you want me to ask the questions for Joe or just wait for later? Or,
0: uh, Yeah, just ask the questions for Joe so that uh, he can answer.
1: All right. So speaking of Joe, um, this person says, Joe, you're hilarious. You have deep insight and thoughts about the UFO conspiracies. Where do you get these from? Or are they original or are they based on something else? Uh, input Joe here.
2: Huh. Go Joe. Um, let's
1: see here. And the last question says a question for all of you. Is there any one thing that really pushed you to believe that there's something out there or was it just a lot of little things that added up over time? Um, do any of you not believe in UFOs or aliens still after all of this?
0: I think we all believe in it now, right? Right.
2: Yeah. Whether or not they've actually
0: visited or not, the fact that there's something out there, I think we're all in agreement that we do agree that there is.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think so.
0: (laughs) As far as one thing pushing me over the edge, it would be the Navy pilot videos and their audio together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's. It'd be hard not to make a believer out of you with those.
0: What
2: about you guys? Yeah, yeah, the golf breeze kind of flipped my switch. And uh, what happened with my grandfather was uh, the other.
1: I can't really put a finger on anything in particular that has made me a believer, but just kind of all the different things over the years, the different sightings, evidence. I don't want to say evidence data. You're welcome, Mm. Mel. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Just over the years, all the, you know, all that stuff put together has just kind of been like, yeah, there's got to be something out there. And my, you know, my understanding of limited understanding of physics and the universe.
0: Oh, here, Mm. I have a question for you guys. I'm curious. Which do you believe in more Aliens and UFOs or ghosts and spirits?
1: Aliens.
2: Well, I haven't seen an alien, but I have seen some really crazy shit. I've never been able to knock it down as far as hauntings. So I I believe in that side more than the uh, UFO stuff.
1: I've personally never seen any kind of ghost or haunting or, I mean, I've seen weird shit happen, but. I mean, I can't say that it was a demon or a ghost or something. I've never seen an alien either, but it makes a lot more sense to me that with the vastness of the universe out there, that there's got to be some sort of life out there, whether it be microscopic life on in the what used to be water on Mars or whatever. That would still constitute aliens. It's a little harder for me to get behind the idea of spirits and ghosts and things like that because there is no physical evidence, I guess you would say, that I've seen
2: personally. Sure. And that that's a good argument. That actually makes me rethink my own choice, you know. Get some really good points in that. It's hard it's hard to really take one over the other for me now. I'm kind of about fifty-fifty.
1: <laughs> Mill?
0: Uh um see. I haven't seen a UFO or any kind of experience that may or may not be UFO or aliens, but I have witnessed things within the paranormal that I absolutely cannot explain at all. So for me, it would be but the lot the logical side of my brain is saying there's no way we're alone you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's kind of a toss up i would say if i'm basing it on what I've, I've i've seen or experienced it would fall into the paranormal realm but if it's i know there's no way possible that we are the only beings mm-hmm. in existence so
1: well here's a question for you what if the two are one and the same.
2: Oh shit. Well shit. Yeah.
1: What if the paranormal things and hauntings that we, you know, think are ghosts and spirits and shit like that are actually some form of alien being that either is using some sort of remote technology or just, we can't see them because we can't pick them up with our eyes and they're actually, but they're here moving around us.
0: I never even been, considered
2: that there's been certain circles I've heard those discussions being made so I'm not new to that being exposed to that but uh, it's possible. It's,
0: yeah I, it's, I never even thought of that I and that's crazy because been doing this so long I don't know why I never thought to mix the two maybe because I, I am a person of faith so and and I in that respect I think it kind of biases me. But, um, shit, like you just totally, my mind has been blown right now. So that's just <laughs> kind of crazy. I, I don't know how to respond to that.
2: I, I know that, uh, when you'd mentioned, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here, when, when it was said about, you know, why they believe that, uh, you know, we're not alone in the universe. The biggest argument for that is we say to ourselves, well, you know, What makes us think that there's anybody out there? Well, we're we're proof of odds. Our very existence is proof that this happens. So you can't discount it because we are the proof. So if we exist, they can exist, especially when you know damn well and good that we are not the oldest part of this ever-expanding universe. So if we're not the oldest, and who knows how old the universe is, it's insane and absurd to just assume that we would be the only life ever created in the whole scheme of things. So, that's I agree. that's how I that's how I get through that one.
1: You know the same the same process that created uh, life here on Earth through mm-hmm. different mixtures of well whatever you believe you know whatever your faith tells you. Sure, um, but as far as as the scientific processes go that the uh you know the combinations of different um stardust and minerals and all kinds of things like that eventually created the life here on earth that same process could have happened anywhere else in the universe as well it's, the sure. odds are for it for sure
2: yeah, that's it when you say the odds you've already nailed it there's nothing left to explain it's my thoughts on it anyways
0: So are are those it?
1: That's it. That's all the questions. Yeah.
0: I guess you can wrap up this season and we're going to take two weeks uh, off and then we'll come back with season two and it will be hosted by Paul.
2: Hopefully I won't have chemo brain and lock up when I'm trying to talk. Right. That's what you have.
0: (sighs) And that's what editing's for, Paul So it's okay. Yeah. Um, So, Evan, if you want to close out the season.
1: All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this season of MVPs, All Things Considered. We greatly appreciate all of you that have stuck with us through this journey. It's been a lot of fun. Stay tuned for our next season where we will discuss the procedures, equipment, and methods of paranormal investigations. Thanks for stopping by, everyone.